Canes fans, this is Sam Wallace from the Caniac Report. Just wanted to let you know before we start this episode that we have recorded this ahead of time because I am going to be in Florida uh, by the time you guys listen to this. So if there's any huge news on the Hurricanes that happened this past weekend and we don't discuss it, this is why. Now, if something does happen, just look for another episode where we're probably going to talk about it and we might release it sooner than our regularly scheduled episode on Friday but we'll see on that it's not certain but we just wanted to let you know so now let's go on to this episode you know what Sam what time to take a little walk down memory lane yes we are Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report, your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report, and Sam, we're going to be having a bit of a lighthearted episode um, in this feature, because I know last few episodes have been very, very informative. We talked about the schedule last episode. We talked about the idea of moving Brett Pesci. So I thought an episode that's being a little bit lighthearted is going to be fun. And in this episode, we're going to be rating our favorite all-time Hurricane players, past and current. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun, isn't it, Sam? Yes, it is. Spoiler alert, I only have one current player. On my list. Really? Just one. Yes. Interesting. Well, before we get to that, we do have some news. Uh, we're going to get to actually some podcast news here. And uh, one of, of the exciting news that I'm really proud to say here is that we have our own website now. I will be putting it, putting the link to it in the description below. But Sam, I loved it. I showed you the website. I think it has a lot of cool features. You can leave a voicemail. You can put your email into our email list and more. I think it's a really cool website. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It'll be fun. Hopefully you all enjoy it. Yes, definitely. And another piece of news too, Sam, uh, you ran a poll on Twitter and tell us about that poll. Yeah, um, I just kind of threw out there, what do you think happened? Someone said, how do you not put TDA in here? I actually just saw it and just responded to it. And I said, well, I went with bigger names. Only reason why I didn't mention Tony in this is I went with the two biggest names. He is included in the something else category. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with, do you believe, you know, what do you think will happen? Carlson trade? Tarasenko trade or Tarasenko signs absolutely nothing Carolina stays put they don't do anything else or something else this was interesting because technically Carlson trade Tarasenko signs and something else garnered more votes over 70% of you thought you think something is going to happen right I'll go with the exact percentages. Carlson, 16% of you think that trade is the most likely to happen. Tarasenko signs, 18%. Uh, Something else, 34%. And then 32% of you think absolutely not. To be fair, I've checked on this poll a few times. It was going back and forth between absolutely nothing and something else a couple of times. So this is interesting to see how close this was. And 128 of you voted on it. 
And I think that's fascinating. So the vast majority of you, or not the vast majority, but it looks like a lot of people think that looks like Carlson or Tarasenko don't sign. They don't think that's the most likely, but they think something else happens. Now, and that's something else they could think. That means Pesci's being shipped out. That means maybe we're trading for Lindholm. Uh, or signing Shifley. Shifley signing Tony D'Angelo. Uh, they think it's something along those lines of Kuznetsov, Tom Wilson. They think there's a trade there or something else. Carolina does something. So the majority, the vast majority, over... 50% of you, closer to 60%, think that, um, actually over 60% of you, believe that Carolina is going to do something. Whether it's signing signing Tarasenko, trading for Carlson, or something else. While a minority, 32%, believe something else happens. Again, I took the two biggest names and I took the... Um, just something else, and I put lumped that into its own category. Yeah, so that's very interesting. And Sam, I was so happy when I saw that poll that Eric Carlson was <laughs> the lowest the number. Lowest number. Well, I think I am vocal about not bringing in Eric Carlson. So I think Eric Carlson would be the most dynamic and the best offensive defenseman this team has ever had in its history. There is no one on this team now who has ever played who can match the skill that Carlson has when it comes I agree. to offense. Trust me, I agree. That but being all around said, the player. That being said. I think my preference is to get a forward to cop to cope with the offense. Now, granted, you throw Carlson with Slavin, and I mean, probably like you know, Carlson's probably gonna end up with like a plus fifty, you know, <laughs> plus minus because he's got to score, and he's not gonna have to worry about playing defense that much. So technically, you're gonna have like four forwards on the ice and Jacob Slavin, but Jacob Slavin can do Jacob Slavin things. Yes, he Look, can. I'm in favor of you know you and I don't agree here. I'm in favor of bringing in Carlson. I don't see any downside to it. You don't agree? That's fine. But for me, bringing Carlson in has to be make sense. The deal has to make sense. I don't want to give up Kochetkov. If Kochetkov is a deal breaker, then walk away. That simple, right? Kochetkov's your guy unless you're shipping Pesci out and you're bringing in, um, what's the guy's name from Nashville? Oh, um, are you talking about like Ryan O'Reilly no, or Philip Forsberg? What's the guy's name from Nashville, the goalie? Oh, uh, Askarov. Unless you're bringing in Askarov, I don't think it makes sense to move Kochetkov. So I think what Carolina needs to do is you need to talk to him. Look, if you if they want Suzuki, give him Suzuki. One that kid deserves a shot in the NHL. I think he can be pretty good. Just there's no roster spot for him in Carolina. I don't know if he plays unless he has a hell of a camp. And granted, that's what happened with Seth Jarvis. So you know, you never know what happens in training camp. Signing Tarasenko, I think, in my opinion, is the most logical move to make. Um, I think right now Ottawa's in the best position to probably give him term plus dollars. I don't know if they're going to be willing to give him term. That will be interesting to see. But it sounds like it's Carolina and Ottawa for Tarasenko and Pittsburgh and Carolina for Carlson. Carlson has apparently said he's preferen his preference is um, Pittsburgh. I don't know about Tarasenko. I feel like if Tarasenko wants to win, he will come to Carolina on a one or two year deal. If he just wants to finish out his career, maybe he wants term, he'll go to Ottawa. Kind of like what Giroux did, right? Yes, I, I, I agree with kind of the mindset of what Tarasenko could could make. 
on those two teams. Um, to me, the most logical thing that I think the Canes would do is probably getting a second-line center, in my opinion. Um, I still think they could use another goal-scoring winger, but I think having a second-line center, I think if you can add that, then I think you probably have one of the best uh, centermen in the NHL. I mean, Ajo, if you get somehow Lindholm as your second line center, and, and you, KK I, as your third, Stahl as your fourth, that's amazing. reality is if you get Lindholm, what he's doing in Calgary, technically, he's put up better numbers than Ajo. So you could even make the argument that he could be the number one center in Ajo, the number two, or you can slot one of them on the wing. I think Lindholm played wing in Carolina. So Lindholm could even be, you know, if something happens to Ajo, Lindholm is a serviceable, manageable, if not a number one center in the league. On this team, he'd probably be number two. But, I mean, that just would give you so much depth. But Exactly, which is why I think they need a second-line center more than a winger. But I think you can make the argument that they could use both. Yeah, and I think that's more than reasonable. What they need is someone who's going to put up points, and Lindholm does that for sure. I mean, uh, Hurricanes fans know him. He's very, very good. He's he played well here. He definitely is. It, he was not managed properly in Carolina. He but was I mean, rushed. I will. I do think he was rushed. Absolutely. I mean, but I he th- finally. But regardless, he finally got to that point of being. Um, I would say a. 1B, 2A type of center role. I mean, in Carolina, he never did better than 45 points. His first season in Calgary, he has 78 points. Second season, 54. He only played 70 games. Next season, out of 56 games, he had 47 points. That ain't bad. The next season, he had 82 and 82 games, 42 goals. 42 goals. Yeah, I know. Last that, season, that's, that's amazing. Last season was a drop off, sixty four points in eighty games, twenty two goals. But Calgary wasn't very good last year. But Lindholm's Lindholm's good. He can be a first, second line center. He's a great option. Carolina should pursue it with all haste, especially if you can't get Tarasenko or Carlson. You need to be calling Calgary. Yes, definitely. I I completely agree. So yeah, uh, the the results of that poll was very interesting, Sam. Now let's get on to NHL news. D'Angelo is put on waivers, and nobody's going to pick up that $5 million contract, obviously. No, so he's take the whole contract. Yes, the whole contract. So he's going to get bought out, and he's going to become a free agent. Biggest question here, Sam. Uh, does this mean the Canes put all their focus on Carlson, or are they trying to get him cheaper to come here? Depends on what their plans are, right? I think Pesci's gone. I think everybody knows that at this point. Yes, I agree. So, and his priorities too. So the question is, is you have to think Carlson is their number one priority right now. Because if it was Tarasenko, that happened already, right? Because that's just a signing. Exactly. But they, but they could still sign Tarasenko. For sure. But I think it's either or when it's Tarasenko or Carlson. Tarasenko over Carlson. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Um, but I think D'Angelo is their backup because T- D'Angelo is going to put up good numbers too, right? And and there you can just slot him in on your third pair once uh, Pesci leaves. But 
at the end of the day, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Trust me. I don't know either. Um, but it's, it's definitely going to be interesting, um, to see if there's going to be a team that's going to sign D'Angelo because once he becomes a free agent, he's going to be available for every team. So that's definitely going to be very interesting. And now we are going to get to our all-time favorite Hurricane players list. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpmai.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 8887897777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Okay, so how we're going to do this is we're going to have one honorable mention because, Sam, um, I don't know about you, but for me, this was pretty hard. So we're going to start with one honorable mention, and then we're going going to work our way from number 10 to number 1. Yep. So how do you want to do this? Do we... Both start at 10, like you start at 10, then me 10, then you yep. 9. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's do that. We'll just go back and forth. All right. So, you, I, I, you know what? I think I'll go first. Go for it. So, my honorable mention is a current <laughs> okay. is Kane's this player. One of your, because how many current ones do you have? Um, I have two. Is the honorable mention included in that too? Or no. he's not. So, you have, so honorable mention plus two. Yes. All right. Who's your honorable mention? Andrei Svechnikov. Svechnikov. Okay. 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 Yes. He he is my honorable mention. He didn't make it in top ten uh, because it's early in his career. Still, Fair. he's got six years left on his contract. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I, I mean, to me, there are times where I'm frustrated with Svech, but. <laughs> The sky's the limit for this guy. His shot's amazing. He's becoming more of a power forward, um, which to me is interesting because I think if you look at his career, I think he started more as a sniper type of player. He was scoring goals from lots of angles, but now he's more of driving the play, being a power him, forward. I'd rather him get back to that offensive touch he had personally, but 
that's because that's where we're lacking right now. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, and it, it makes sense. But I, I mean, if he can be, I mean, one of the best power forwards in the game to me is Jerome McGinley. If he can be a player like that, oh my gosh, that's that's amazing, right there. Who do you think my honorable mention is? Uh, Nathan Gerby. No. Really? No. Who do you think it is? He played on the team this last year. Um, 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 oh, oh, I think I know, uh, Paul Stasny. Yes, Paul Stasny's my honorable mention. I love you Paul did, You didn't, you didn't have to say it that loud. <laughs> <laughs> love Paul Stasny, man. Oh, wow. I, he, he just did so many great things for us this year, and he went through a real tough patch at the beginning of the season, and the dude yes, just, he did. he just did not complain. He didn't go do anything else other than he was a team guy, team player, and dude scored the game-winning goal series ending goal against the New York Islanders. Love, love Stasny, man. Love Stasny. So yeah, he's my honorable mention, but I've always been a fan of him. It was hard for me not to, you know, put him in the top 10, but I didn't think one season qualifies as a top 10, but honorable mention, I'll give it to him. Okay. So Paul Stasny, yours, Andre Sveshikov, mine. Now we are going to go to 10. To me, number 10. This could be a little bit controversial. I'm curious. Eric Stahl. Are you on crack? <laughs> I was never the biggest fan of Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl had 100 points. No, no, you're going to listen to me on this one. Eric Stahl had 100 points, and he won us a Stanley Cup. He was the best offensive forward this team has ever had. Correct, but he never got back to that level. We never had the team that we had in 2005, 2006. Not even 2009. Close. Not as good as the 06 team. We haven't, he's never had Duh. players. He they never had the players. Stanley Cup, of course. But he never had the players. He never had the players. We had idiot coaches who wouldn't put Jeff Skinner on the line with Eric Stahl. Okay, I, I can tell you're screaming into the mic right now. So, just... Well, then no one can complain they can't hear me. Seriously, though. <laughs> Eric Stahl never played with Jeff Skinner. That was a crime. I said this was controversial, and now I'm getting flagged for it. So <laughs> I, I I have a love-hate relationship with Eric Stahl. There are times where I think he's really good. There are times where I think he's coasting. I'm waiting so. for the signing to bring Eric Stahl back for one more season and win a cup here. I honestly hope he retires, just so that that dream of yours never happens. <laughs> I know I want it to happen so bad. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, but that's my number 10. Sam, what's your number 10? Obviously, probably less controversial than mine. Nathan Gerby. Really? I put Nathan Gerby. Little feisty Nathan Gerby. Love Nathan Gerby, man. The dude, it was just all heart. All... If you want to know the kind of player that Rob Rindamore would want on this team right now, you know who it would be? Nathan Gerby. Dude's feisty. He gets into the dirty places. He plays hard. He will tackle and jump on Zidane Chara if he had to to get to do what he needed to. Even if he's the headless horseman. Look, Garrett Gerby just was what you needed in the time when Carolina just didn't have a lot of players that were willing to stand up and willing to be feisty, willing to get into the dirty and rough places. Very small. And dude. he's the smallest player in the National Hockey League. That says a lot about Gerby. I remember him, love him. I remember some idiot who we went to high school with called 99.9 the fan and called Gerby a goon. And I'm like, dude, he's like 5'6". He isn't a goon. <laughs> Not my fault Philadelphia is a bunch of pansies. 
Yeah, although he's not actually the smallest player, uh, it was I think Brian Gianta. Yeah, Gianta from, was smaller dude. I think he, he was, was like five foot four. He was very small. I liked him. He was a good player too. Oh, yeah, Some of the was. smaller players, Marty San Luis, another one. They're really good hockey players. Yeah, uh, Seth Jarvis, a current yeah. player, he's great. Yeah, for sure. Size doesn't always matter in the National Hockey League, but I loved Gerby, man. Loved Nathan Gerby. Oh yeah, and to, just to quote the famous Master Yoda: "Size matters not." Yes. So, yes, uh, my number nine, Sam, guess what? Nathan Gerby. You didn't tell me your number. T- oh, you did do but your number Yes, 10. I told you. I <laughs> told you my number 10, and I you forgot. blasted yeah, me for right, it. I did. <laughs> I thought your number. I thought he was your honorable mention. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yep, 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 yep. Go ahead. So, Nathan Gerby, uh, I, I pretty much agree with everything that you said about him. Uh, to me, the most... Um, the moment that where I remember him the most was when he was going up against Chara and Chara just put his jersey over Gerby's head and Gerby's kept kept going at him and it was so funny too and I thought it was a pretty good fight from Gerby but um, he's such a feisty dude I love it Uh, he's he Honestly, I actually follow him on Instagram. He seems to have a really nice, great family. He has a wife and I think a child. Just a great guy. I oh, think all around. Absolutely. Um, my number nine. Initially, I had number 10, but I swapped him up. This could be controversial. Really? Jeff Skinner. Oh, Jeff Skinner. I love Jeff Skinner. I love Jeff Skinner, but all the players, all the girls, all the girls loved him when we had. Yes, him on the team. now they all love Andrei Svechnikov. Yes, but I love Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, great, great. He he was one of the bright lights in a really bad era for Carolina, and I think he was misused by the coaching staffs that we've had in this state. I, I honestly, I strongly agree, but it seems like there was some worth work ethic problem. I think that's possible, but I also believe he wanted to take the reins of this team. I think there was a deep desire there. And I feel like Rob Rendemore wasn't the coach for him. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why he was moved. And I think it's very unfortunate. And I think it was that Rob Rendemore just from the beginning didn't have a good opinion of Jeff Skinner. And I think that's unfortunate too. So I'm not putting all the blame here. I think if you're being fair, Part of the blame needs to go to Rod too for not giving Jeff Skinner a fair shot. But yeah, you know I I agree with that not giving him a fair shot. And he I was mean, the most skilled player we've ever had on this team apart from Alexander Salmon. Yeah, I agree. And it's just an unfortunate reality that it it didn't work. He never got to the playoffs. He still has never played a playoff game even in Buffalo. And he played his best hockey in juniors when he played in the playoffs. So I think it's very unfortunate. I would have loved to have seen what Jeff Skinner could have become in Carolina. I really feel like he would have been amazing. He got paid. He got very well paid in Buffalo. Good for him. I don't blame him for that kind of taking that kind of money at all. Well, I do think it was a massive overpayment. Absolutely. Buffalo. Because he didn't pan out until recently. He's been playing very well. Uh, but he's also now got players to play with him, right? They tried to build, they tried to make Jeff Skinner the guy. But Jeff Skinner's a kind of player. He needs that next, you know, he needs that other player next to him. And in Carolina, they just never played him with Stahl. For whatever reason, they never played him with Eric Stahl, which was absolutely stupid. But he's number nine. And I just, I, I can't think of the Carolina Hurricanes without thinking of our Calder Trophy winner, Jeff Skinner. Exactly. And to me, what was great about Jeff Skinner. And we got to watch him literally, we got to see him. 
Oh yeah, we did. Um, His whole career, you. Know, I mean, we we watched yeah. every game. He was great. He seemed like a player that enjoyed what he was doing. He always had a smile on his yeah, face. Yeah, he, he always had a smile. But, yeah, it was great. I wish it could have worked out, really, with Brenda Moore. That'd be a cool, like, if we did, like, a what-if episode, Sam. I mean, can you imagine Jeff Skinner playing with Sebastian Ajo? There wouldn't be any question about scoring goals. Skinner oh, would be, Skinner'd be popping them in left and right. <clears throat> That's the one thing I always feel like Carolina may have made a mistake on, was making that move. But we just never would have given him the $9 million contract. I think that's what he's getting paid now. Yeah. Although, I I mean, looking at the return now, we got Kachekov. Yeah, Kachekov um, was a piece of that. Was a piece of that. And I think if you look at, like, uh, what they call the trade tree, I think um, another, I think it might have been a Kishkin. I, I could be wrong. Another player, because I think I heard saw something like Corey Love retweeting something on um the results on the players we got from Jeff Skinner in like some sort of trade tree. I could be wrong. But I know Kachekov was a part of that. Alright, so here we go. Carolina received Cliff Pooh, who turned out to be nothing. Yes. That was not the reason they made the deal. They got a second round I mean, granted Carolina didn't get enough for Jeff Skinner. And I'm gonna be very adamant. Oh, I about agree that. too. That was an awful deal. I don't remember if that was Francis or Waddell, but that was definitely the worst trade that either of those two parties ever made. Uh, Cliff Pooh never really became much of anything. Pyotr Kochetkov was the third round pick of Buffalo's and the number nine, uh, and I'm sorry, the second round pick Buffalo number 36 overall turned into Pyotr Kochetkov. The 2020 third round pick Buffalo number 96 turned into Alexander Nikishin. I knew it. It was Nikishkin. And a 2020 sixth round pick from Buffalo was number 162, Yohani Axiant Granted, I have no clue what the heck he is, but. But those are two players that could be really big in the future for us. Absolutely. You got your possible number one goaltender and your number one defenseman of the future. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, because Nikishin's elite. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, I mean, do I wish we could have gotten more? Yes. I kind of think the Skinner trade, along with the Nadelkovich trade, you could argue both of those being kind of probably the worst trades in the oh. Tom Dundon era. Nick, Nadelkovich proved to be. But Look, at, at the time, he had value. Let me be clear with Nadelkovich. You and I kind of talked a little bit. I, I don't know if we ever talked about this on. We may have talked about it with Joshua. I was in favor of bringing Nedeljkovic back in free agency, but that's because I believe the the system Carolina plays any goal is good and you can get him at a discount. And for me, I feel like Nedeljkovic Kachetkov is fine. That's going to be okay for you. Kachetkov's fine, and we all saw Nedeljkovic is fine too in this system. And I think this system would bring his confidence back. Um, and I think possibly, and I think he'll be fine in Pittsburgh too, backing up Tristan Yari. Um, but I think it's because there's still some certainty around Kachakov. Because sure. you can't just give him a starting but that's You have to also, make him fight for it. Look, as much as I love bringing Anderson back and Ronta back, I, I, I don't like it 
at same time because I just don't know how fair this is to Kachetkov. Granted, we now have Kachetkov for four years at two million. But but those contracts that we got Anderson and oh, it was a had, steal. Oh, that's amazing. I love the value. I don't know how I feel about making Kachetkov your number three, and I don't know if Kachetkov's your number three. Ronta might be your number three. We don't know because Ronta makes less than Kachetkov. Exactly. But yep, yeah, that's my thought. Uh, Jeff Skinner, my number nine. Okay, number now number eight. I have the wizard, Ray okay. Whitney. I loved Ray Whitney when he was with us. He was a very energizing... Well, I think he was an energizer, basically, for this team. Very good. He, he was very good in the offensive zone. He could play great any... plays, l- making pl- great goals. He could play literally any, any, any line, third line, second line, first line. He played a lot with Eric Stahl and Rob Brindamore. One of yeah, absolutely. I agree. He's on my list too. Not yes. not at this spot, but he's on my list. Yes. Love Ray Whitney. Ray Whitney, great player overall. Um, I'm gonna sneak a player in here. Another honorable mention. He didn't make it. What? But the juice, UC Okanen. I thought he was great too, but I he he didn't make my list. So I kind of put Ray Whitney ahead of Okanen. Okay. But I, Ray Whitney, I loved him. I thought he was a great player. Um, my number eight is a current pl- roster player. Who? He is the captain, Jordan Stahl. Jordan, see, I, I don't have him on I, my list. <laughs> I put Jordan Stahl on this list because what he means to this team, I think, is more than anyone really truly realizes. Well, well, I think it's, and it has nothing to I, do I with his points. What you're, Exactly. I can tell what you're trying to say. His value is more important than his production. What he does is he mentors the young players. He brings up this the common sense kind of player that you want on your roster, right? The guy who's going to be cool, calm, and collective. But if he is pissed off, whoo, you best behave because yeah, Jordan Stahl... Jordan Stahl, remember the game and um, the bubble? Uh, not the bubble, but the year after the bubble in the playoffs against Tampa Bay? Had that guy kept cross-checking Stahl, and then the, Jordan Stahl scored on a tip. I know, that was and so Stahl funny. I looked back that. at him like, what's your problem, you douchebag? Like, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you. Like, you're acting like a child. And Jordan Stahl is just one of the, one of the greats, in my opinion. Um, for Carolina, it's hard to think Carolina Hurricanes hockey and not also think about Jordan Stahl because his work ethic, his ability to just play any role in the national, any role on this team, and his accepting of the fact that he's a third, fourth line center. But he is a leader in that locker room, and the players respect him. Yeah. And he is a leader of the new era of the Carolina Hurricanes, as well as the transition from the old to the new. Well, he was a part of it. I thought Williams was kind of the captain. Of he was that transition, the transition era. He was, yeah. I mean, that's fair. He was part of the trans. He was the transition captain. Jordan Stahl was part of the transition leadership because it was Williams and Stahl, and I think it was Slavin. No, Martinuk. Yeah, Martinuk. Martinuk <laughs> makes sense to me. Deserved Jordan Stahl. I think should definitely be on this list. I I put him on here. Um, I'm I'm proud of what he's done, um, but it also comes down to my love of the stalls because Eric's on my list too. Of course, and I'm sure you have him a lot higher than I do. Yeah, because I'm smart. Okay, hundred point season. How how do you not have Eric Stahl at least in your top five? I don't understand, Mister Sam. 
Well, you don't have Eric Stahl in your top five. Okay, Sam. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> once, once I get to my top five, hopefully you'll see why. Hopefully. Um, but to me, number seven, I have Jeff Skinner. Uh, kind of like what you said. He was a great player. I thought he was the best goal scorer since Alexander Salmon. Such a great player. He enjoyed uh, being on the ice so much. And heck, I think he even enjoyed um, scoring every goal for the Hurricanes. Like, you can tell this this kid was having fun. Who was I, it again? I'm sorry. Jeff Skinner. Oh, you have Jeff Skinner on your list, too. Okay, I'm a little higher than yes. me. Yes. And, and look, I'm not going to argue putting Jeff Skinner anywhere on this list. High, low. So, yeah, absolutely reasonable. Now... I think his work ethic can come to question at times. So I, I, I do remember there. That's were, why he was traded. Yes, I do remember there were reports of him like skipping practice and all that type of stuff. But I think when you saw, and this is what I remember from Jeff Skinner toward the end, is that he was on the ice trying to lead. He wanted the captaincy, and I remember arguing he should have gotten it, and I stand by that. At the time, I think Skinner should have been given the captaincy once Eric Stahl left. Um, that two captain BS. Oh yeah, I hated that. And stalled. That was stupid. And it's, it should have been found out from Adam Gold that Brendan Moore hated it too. Look, Adam Gold think thought it should have been stalled. I, I just don't agree. I think it should have been Skinner. I, I just I, look. I love Jeff Skinner, and I felt he should have been the captaincy. And I think he tried to prove that he should have been the captain under Bill Peters. He tried. He tried his. Best. Although I understand if Jordan Stahl was going to be named captain, because I wouldn't have been mad at that. I wouldn't have been. I don't think anybody would have been no, mad at. That. I don't think anyone would have been mad if Stahl or Falk, either one, were captain. They've been Perkins for a very long time. So it's Jeff Skinner, and Jeff Skinner was our best player at the time as well. So yes, that's my number seven. What's your number seven? Tuomo Rutu. Really? Oh, I love Rutu. Oh my gosh, my mom had a crush on him (laughs) when uh, uh, he played for us. I love Tuomo Rutu. I think he is... He was, again, another one of those players where it's like, that's what a Carolina Hurricane is, right? He's a two-way player. Two-way player, rough, tough, got in the dirty areas and put up points as a Hurricane. He did not do so good after he left the Carolina Hurricanes, though. But he was great with us. <laughs> Absolutely. At no point that I feel like Rutu was bad for Carolina. We got a lot out of him, too, I think, when we made that deal. But yeah, Rutu, number seven. Love him. I have nothing bad to say about him. One of my favorite Hurricanes of all time. Yeah, great, great player. Um, to me, number six, current player. Okay. Sebastian Ajo. You put Ajo. Okay. Yes, okay. I put Ajo. There's a reason Ajo doesn't make my list. Because a lot of these other players have made serious impacts on this team where Ajo hasn't been on this team long enough for me to give him a, I'm not saying he's not a great hockey player and not one of the best hockey players to ever play for Carolina. Well, I he's think been he on the team for a while. He has. He doesn't earn the ability to make my list until Carolina gives him an extension. I, I, I want can him, see that. I want him to be here not only the three years entry level, five years... So that's eight. I need I need him to sign that eight-year extension to know he's going to be here for eight years. Possibly. But there have been players like Ray Whitney, like Tuomo Rude, who have been here for less years. So there is that. But to me, Ajo clearly is, I mean, 
I'm not trying to compare players here, but he's kind of the Eric Stahl a little bit of today's Canes. He he he's still young, even though he he probably wasn't as young as Eric Stahl when Eric Stahl had that explosive season when the Canes won the Stanley Cup. But Aho, I think he is such a very flashy player. He is a great all-around player by far. I love his. I think he has very good work ethic. He, to me, he's a player, and it, even though I did see it in Eric Stahl, I see it more in Aho on that drive to win because he hates to lose. Aho, yeah, he hates it every season. Oh, he hates it with, and I love seeing that fire in him. Um, and when he gets mad, I think he's the best player on the team. And I think we need to see more angry Aho, in my opinion. But Aho, that's why I have him at number six. I think he's already had a huge impact on this team. Number six, I give it to the Wizard, Ray Whitney. <laughs> Ray Whitney. I put him up pretty high, but Stanley Cup champion. Big part of this team. Big part. Big part. Was he a part of our mm-hmm. team I have? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was part of the Stanley Cup championship team. He was also part of the 9 run. I just love what you got from Ray Whitney. He had two stints in Carolina. Both were very yeah, good. Yeah, he was. Um, I think he finished his career in uh, Phoenix. Yeah, um, Phoenix. At the time, I think they were the Phoenix Coyotes. So... Look, I, I loved Ray Whitney. I loved everything about Ray Whitney. Dude was a wizard. That's why he got his nickname. Offensive machine. Played with Rod well. Played with Stahl well. Just all great things about Ray Whitney. I don't think any Hurricanes fan didn't like him. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, number five to me, Sam, is a defenseman. I really loved him. Great determination. Um, and that is the assistant coach for the Hurricanes, Tim Gleason. I love Tim Gleason. He was probably my favorite defenseman until Jacob Slavin came along. Uh, he was a guy that I just did not quit. And he, he, he was a really good, I thought, stay-at-home defenseman. I really liked Gleason. I remember there was one game with him that really just, to me, elevated uh, his impact on, I think, the Hurricanes. It was against Washington. Uh, he got a puck to the face. I think it was the eye. And then we go into, then he comes back, and then we go into a shootout. And Tim Gleason wins it in the shootout against Washington. Hmm. Or I think it was on a, I know it was on a breakaway. But I do remember it was at home against Washington. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Either shoot our breakaway. I do remember him going in on the goalie all alone, and Canes win it. Probably one of the best games I've seen. But Tim Gleason, he's a heart and soul guy. I loved him so much. So that's my number five. What's yours? Mr. Feisty himself, Mr. Agitator himself, the great Chad LaRose. Oh, I love Chad LaRose, man. And honestly, I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't put Justin Williams on the team, on my list. But again, that's nothing against Justin Williams. It's just that I didn't get many years with Justin Williams as a fan because he was traded really before I watched. Um, Not discounting anything he did. I thought he was a player we needed at the time we got him. 
But Chad LaRose is my guy here at number five. I, I, Stanley Cup champion, Chad LaRose. He won the Cup with Carolina. I think he was a fourth-line player. Yes, he was. Um, I just loved what he brought to the team, dude. was oh, yeah, funny. He, was great. he made it worth, you know, remember the Ask the Canes questions that they did yes, at the arena? <laughs> Chad LaRose was always the best. Oh, he was so funny. I remember there was one uh, video of guessing Eric Stahl's ringtone. And he said, California Girls by <laughs> Katy Perry. It was so funny. He was just kind of mimicking the whole song. And everything. Oh, Chad, and remember when we went to the game for Cam Ward, Chad Rose was on the bikes. And he, he cheated. cheated. <laughs> he cheated. It was so funny. Look, you know, if you if you talk to anybody who knows about Chadler Rose, apparently he would be on the ice talking to the opposing team's players, saying, "No, I heard, I heard uh, Eric Stahl slept with your wife last night." <laughs> like he would just be out there trying to really piss oh off, piss off the other team's players. He drove. He drew so many penalties. It's just a shame our power play was such garbage. Yeah, but. Look, I love Chad LaRose. Funny player, funny guy. His knees gave out on him, unfortunately, which is why his career didn't last the way it was. But I think he ended up like with a season with like 40 or 60 points. Dude ended up having like one really great season with us. Um, let's see, because I'm actually really curious what his overall stats were. With and Dora Martinuk kind of took over that Absolutely. type of role. Absolutely. Uh, 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 his best season with us was, oh, I was wrong. I thought he had a little bit more. He had a few, he had several 30 point seasons, which isn't bad given what he was doing. He never quite broke 20 goals, but he had like 19 a couple times. Most of the times he was in at least, you know, between 10 and 20. First year with us wasn't much. Well, first year he had 13 points. His rookie year, he's won the cup with us. His last season with us was 12-13. He only ever played with the Hurricanes. Yeah, which is great. Um, it was the 2011-2012 season where he hit his career with 32 points. 19 goals. Impressive. Yeah. He never did reach 20 goals. But, yeah, he was a great player. Um, and Jordan Marnock's kind of taken over that role, which I kind of find funny. Even though I think Marnock can be – no, no, never mind. LaRose is probably a little bit more crazy on the ice. Yes, LaRose is crazier yeah. on the ice. LaRose is crazier in general, but I love Chad LaRose. Met him once. He's hysterical, dude. Funny guy. Funny guy. Now we get to number four, Sam. And I know my dad's really going to be happy because he loves this player. I met him in person, Eric Cole. <laughs> okay, Eric Cole. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, He didn't make my list, but I, I still like Eric Cole. Oh, he was a great player. He was known for his shot, too. He was really good at his shooting ability to score. Um, just a great player. Unfortunately. Very number 26. Yeah, number 26, Eric Cole. Um, I think the argument can be made. He'll make be the next Hall of Fame inductee. I think you're arguing. I mean, there's a lot of players that have earned that right, right? Um, I still think Cam Ward should have his number retired. But Eric Cole definitely should be in the Hurricanes Hall of Fame. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I think his career would have been so much better if Brooks Orpik didn't basically ruin it and breaking his neck from the hit from behind broke Eric Cole's neck. Yes, that was terrible. But this guy, I mean, he, it, I mean, if you look at his career, it, I mean, it took him a, probably. Even though he was still pretty good, it took him a while to be a very great player, and that was when we won the Stanley Cup. He had 30 goals, 
29 assists, 59 points in 60 games. Excellent. Then that was when he got hurt. But he was always a 50, 60-point player. Just a very good player. Seems like a very nice guy, too. Yeah. For sure, he's been a part of. He's got one of the foundations at PNC Arena, the Me Fine Foundation. Great stuff. Uh, Eric Cole does a lot for the community here. He loves this area, and that's one of the things that I think you just need to get. To meet him. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I'm, I'm so happy. Um, number three, uh, number four for you. My number four. I'm gonna quote John Forslund. You see, Yokinen turns on the juice. Can't think about Carolina Hurricanes hockey without thinking about the 09 playoff run with UC Okanen scoring on Martin Brodeur and Brodeur skating off the ice, slamming his stick into the boards. Look, Jokinen was one of the best shootout players, I think, ever in the National Hockey League. He was just a shootout wizard. Oh, yeah, he was. He was great. He could score, too. UC Okanen, he was one of my favorite players. He didn't make my list, but he, he was so. I've always been a big fan of Jokinen. One of the best hurricane, one of the best uh, bright spots of the hurricane's bad years, as well as one of the hurricane's last good years um, before the long drought. So Jokinen, great hurricane, great hockey player. Love him, love him, love him. Been always a big fan of UC Jokinen. So I, I couldn't put him, not put him on the list because for me, it's I had to think about players that because you and I went through most of our fandom has been through the dark ages, right? Yeah, that is where the majority of our time as Hurricanes fans have been. And for me, it's about what made those years bearable, and Jokinen was definitely one of those players. Yes, he definitely was. Now we're getting into top three, Sam. So for number three for me, uh, he's already inducted into the Hall of Fame, and that's Cam Ward. Okay. Top three, yep, that's where he belongs. Yep. He belongs I, in the top three. To me, if you didn't have him on your list, I was going to throw my glass at you. To for me, those, he's number three. For the video portion of the podcast, I'm drinking a nice little glass at Makers um, on this Friday night when we record. Because, again, Sam, you're going to leave me and go to Florida. Yes. Like I'd left yes, you. Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, but Cam Ward, uh, he was just the Hurricanes' identity angle for so long. And, I mean... The goalies that we have were great. To me, this is another what if what if story, Sam. Like, what if Cam Ward was in his prime with us right now? I think that would have been amazing. I would have loved to see that. Cam Ward, one of the best players. Well, you know where he's going to be on my list. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's such a great player. Uh, now here's the thing: is he? One of the greatest goalies of all time now. Don't make me he's throw not. my glass at you. He's not, but for the Hurricanes, he is. He is the greatest goaltender of all time for the Carolina Hurricanes. The oh. greatest. And I would say the most beloved, too. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you didn't like Cam Ward and you gave him a hard time, oh, go to hell. Cam, Cam Ward just was such a, a great guy overall. Salt of the earth. Just great human being. And he, he could have left. Multiple times oh, he yeah, could have left. The only reason he played his final season in Chicago was because Carolina wasn't going to resign him, which was the biggest mistake they ever made. But the thing is, at that time, we also had a terrible contract in Scott Darling. We had just signed Scott Darling yeah. because Ron Francis is a moron. You don't sign a goalie to $4 million who's never been a starting goaltender in their entire career. Exactly. 
That was dumb. Four years at what? Four and a half or four? Something yeah, ridiculous. That, like that. that like, was come not on. good. How the hell he became the GM of Seattle after that? I do not know. But somehow he, he between being a Hurricanes general manager and now Ron Francis all of a sudden has grown a backbone and a spine and has become active in free agency you, you and trade can, deadline. You can learn a lot from experience as a GM. Don Waddell is in the same boat. Oh, yeah. He was GM of, of the Thrashers, who was a fifth franchise. Yeah, but, I know. I mean, you know, either way, whatever. But my number three, the former captain of the Carolina Hurricanes, Stanley Cup champion, 100-point player, the great Eric Stahl. He should be in your top three. Only a crazy person wouldn't have him in his top three, Sam. Eric Stahl, love Eric Stahl. Everyone knows who listens to this podcast. I've been advocating since the beginning of this podcast that Eric Stahl should be brought back to play for the Stanley Cup one more time on a great Carolina Hurricanes team. Because if you want to know any player who deserves a shot to really go back to the roots to win a cup, it's Eric Stahl. Dude was the captain of this franchise for the worst period of time when you had management who wouldn't spend money, you had management who refused to get better, and you had management who just had no interest in winning, but were always an attempt to rebuild from the ground up. They never were bad enough to get a good draft pick. They refused to put Eric Stahl with the best players. And he stayed there. He was the captain of this franchise, and it was treated like absolute garbage on the way out. I would love him to come back, be coached by his former teammate and Stanley Cup champion, Rob Brindamore. I bet we'd get a lot out of Eric Stahl toward the end of his career. Love him, love the player, always been a huge fan of Eric Stahl. Yes, I can tell you were, just from that <laughs> speech. And here's my question on Eric Stahl. Because of my controversial... Um, you have no opinion on Eric Stahl. Let's move on. My, my, my <laughs> controversial opinion on Eric Stahl, if this was a live video of the podcast, would you try to throw like a piece of paper or <laughs> or your glass? I'd throw my laptop at you. you it's sitting right next to me. me. Okay. <laughs> just, just wondering. No, no. I'll throw my dog at you. She's right over here on my right. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, okay. Number two for me, is this was really hard, but Rod Brendamore. Wow, you put him at number two. Yes. You know, let's go ahead and just do this together. He's my number two as well. Hey, it makes me yeah. very curious who your number one is. You know what? No, I know who your yeah, number you one know, is. How you stupid. Know who, I know you know one. who my number one is. He's sitting right over there, isn't he? Maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Number one. Okay. Yeah, no, my number two, Rob Brandon too. Um, And you know who my number one is, but my number two, Rob Brandon Moore too. And I think it's... we. we Agree, right? It's because he's you want the, the definition. I think, I think he's had the most impact on this team. To to yes. me, of more than Eric Stahl has. Can, now, could Eric Stahl become the coach? Maybe, but Brendan Moore, he is one of the best coaches in the NHL. It came out of nowhere, pretty much. So we need to, and it's not just the coach. Let, let's talk about him as a player. He came to Carolina in a trade. He didn't want to be here. He was from Philly, a huge hockey market. Yes. A team who had like John LeClaire and a lot of other players, Ron Hextall, a huge hockey market. Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark to a Carolina team that was just small market, new team. But he played a year here. And since then, he signed the contract. He stayed in Carolina. 
and Rob Brindamore, you cannot tell. And this is what makes me so mad that he is not a that he is not a Hall of Fame player, an oh, NHL Hall I'm of Fame. I'm mad too. One of the best face-off players ever to play in the National Hockey League, if what not a Selkie trophy. if not the best Selkie Trophy, Stanley Cup champion. You cannot write the history of the Carolina Hurricanes without talking about who my number one is and who the number two is on my list, and that's Rob Brindamore. Now, number two, Rob Brindamore deserves to be in the NHL Hall of Fame. My number one, probably not, but my number two, Rob Brindamore deserves to be in the NHL Hall of Fame. He is the all-around best leader this team has ever had. He is all-around the best face-off player this team has ever had. Yep. All-around best shutdown forward this team has ever had. You cannot write the history of the Carolina Hurricanes. You cannot write the history of the Stanley Cup championship team. You cannot write the history. Because that was his team, not Eric Stahl's. No, and it wasn't Eric Stahl's team. I won't say it was Eric Stahl's team. Eric Stahl's team was the 9 run. That was his yes. team. That was his baby. I would agree with and you And Rod Brindamore was on that team, too. But that was Eric Stahl's baby at that time, because Eric Stahl was the better player. This organization's history cannot be written cannot be written without Rod Brindamore. This team is not here without Rod Brindamore. Exactly. This current roster, this current team is not as successful without Rod Brindamore. And I will be flat out honest with you. I've made the argument that there should be a coaching change. Granted, I've only said there's one coach who could take over and get us over the hump other than Rod Brindamore. That's Peter Lovulet. And the moment he signed, I'm like, there is absolutely no one else I'd want. But we aren't where we are without Rob Brindamore. Exactly. Flat out. Not where we are without Rob Brindamore. We don't end the Stanley Cup. We don't own, uh, end the playoff drought without Rob Brindamore. Just that simple. Because and we don't have players like Paul Stasny. Even Tarasenko considering signing here. Brent Burns waving his no trade clause to come here. Carlson apparently willing to wave his no trade clause to come here. Right? We have a lot of players who want to play here. Because of Rob Brindamore. You're making me feel guilty now that I didn't have him at number one. He's not my number one, but it's because my life, I didn't get to see him play. If I'm talking about coaches, Rob Brindamore is number one flat out. Flat out, number one. Yes. But you and I didn't really get that luxury of watching his career as a player in Carolina for very long. Because I think he retired after the 10 season? I think it was the next year he retired? I'm looking that up right now, but... But I'll keep going on about Rob Brindamore because there's just so much you can say. And look, the NHL, if you vote on the NHL Hockey Hall of Fame, you are you should be utterly and you're completely... Correct. 9 10 season. Okay. Because I think we made the playoffs in the 08-09 season. <laughs> missed, and then that was it. After that, it was just missed, 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 missed for a decade. But without Rod Brindamore, this team... I think is relocated. I don't think there's a hockey market in Carolina anymore. So I, I just don't see how you can, in good conscience, continue to put these baboons in the uh, NHL Hockey Hall of Fame over Rob Brindamore. I'm sorry, Daniel Alfredson never won a Stanley Cup. How can you, in good conscience, put him in the Hockey oh, Hall of Fame? Yeah, trust and the Sedin. I don't give a crap. That they're a Canadian player. Sadine, bro, I don't care that they're from Canada. You know, they are right? nowhere near twins. as good. Doesn't matter. Nowhere near as good of a hockey player as Rob Randomore. They, For as good as they were, they were somehow 
completely unable to win a Stanley Cup. They had one shot and blew it against Boston. One shot and blew it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing else since then. So, yeah. Bob Moore, number two. I agree. He's definitely yeah. top three. And you took the words out of my mouth so, about him. I don't have him as number one, but that's because of the position that I played when I played hockey. And I'll let you go with your number one first because I know who it is, and he he deserves to be on this list, to be fair. I didn't list him. I like him, but I guess I got to be careful because you never want surprise, surprise. We'll talk about that if it ever happens, but we'll let that be a little surprise, question. Surprise. About, because who's your number one? Say it. Okay, Jacob Slavin is my number one. Jacob Slavin. To me, the reason why is because is that I think he is a great leader on this team. I have heard that from Rod. I think we have all heard that from Rod Brendamore about how great of a leader he can be. Part of the reason why he wears the A. Second, he's really good on the ice, too. He's great. I think he is the best defensive defenseman this team has ever had. I know that there are others like maybe Tim Gleason um, and other defensemen whose names are escaping me, but he he's the purest form of that. He's great. And he also, I think, even though he had a bit of a down year in terms of putting up points he can still put up points he's a he 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 can score some goals so i i think when he's at his best he's a two-way defenseman but his natural ability is being a great defensive defenseman and another thing too sam um i mean we've mentioned this last on the last episode um I mean, I do have a faith in Christ, and that faith is really important to me. Yep. And I was able to tell Slavin that, because he's a brother in Christ, mm-hmm. I consider him, because he, he's very outspoken. I think he's probably one of the most outspoken Christians in the NHL. Um, and um, to me, that serves as an inspiration mm-hmm. for me. So that's why, to me, he's he's just so important. And I think in a league where holding to your faith is so demonized, and there isn't a player in the National Hockey League that wears his faith on his sleeve like Slavin, because I'm a believer too, and he is definitely an inspiration to a lot of hockey players who are believers, right? All glory to God. That That's one of his things that he he says every interview he gives and he's and he's not the only christian on the earth no not at all not at all cam ward used to have i believe it was john 316 on his hockey stick yeah and and my pastor i showed you that yeah Um, brent burns is a christian uh chatfield is a christian there's a lot of christian hockey players on on this current roster uh eric stahl jordan stahl eric stahl former player jordan stahl current player and apparently several players came to my church, apparently. So, so that's I, cool. I think it's just so important that when you hold to your faith like Jacob Slavin does, I, I think that's just awesome. And I, I don't argue with him being on your list. When you love him as much as you do, and I agree with that. I've got his bobblehead sitting over there. You've got his as well, I think, in your I think at office at work, right? Yes, I do. So, unfortunately, I can't have him at my work because of his sponsor contradicts kind of where I work. But, um, but I just I I love Slavin. So yeah, I don't disagree with you putting him as your number one. But for those same reasons, for me, my number one's Cam Ward. 
Um, I think everyone who knows me knows that Cam Ward's my favorite player to ever play for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I used to play goalie a little bit and, uh, when I was younger. Ice hockey, uh, Cam Ward's my idol. Cam Ward and Marty Brodeur are my two biggest idols to ever play in the National Hockey League. Cam Ward's a strong Christian, too. Um, it, it just his, his faith mattered to him. His career mattered to him. Um, one of the best, the best goalie to ever play is a Carolina hurricane. He really suffered through some really crappy, uh, defenses in front of him that I think caused his numbers not to be so good. But when you look at what he had in front of him, his numbers are pretty darn good. Um, I think Cam Ward's a hall of famer. If he's on any other team with a solid defense, even an average defense, because Carolina had below average defense for a long time. It, yes. And I, I would say a poor team. Um, yes. All, all around um, in front of him. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that was unfortunate for him, but Cam Ward, my number one, Um, But I think that rounds out our top 10 hurricanes of all time. A lot of memories for us, a lot of bad times, but these players, these top 10 players for both of us really made it worth time going to see a team when they were really bad. Yes, definitely. And this is a bit of a longer episode. I was not expecting it to come up on an hour, but I enjoyed it, Sam. It was fun. Uh, I hope you all enjoy it. Um, And Sam, enjoy your trip. Yeah, we will see you guys for the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.